Welcome to another mini episode of the Fast Growing Hiring Manager. That's right, a spinoff of the Student Manager. Joining me again, my former sales executive leader, wealth of information, I call him MDJ, you guys heard him before, Miguel De Jesus, a certified professional coach, executive coach, over 30 plus years in business management, sales marketing, with two Fortune 500 companies, a lot of information to share. That's right, he first hired me back in 1994, and then again, he did it again back in, what was it, I think it was 2000. (laughs) And the first question I have to ask is, what can juniors and seniors in college be doing? How do they get involved? How do they take it to the next step when you're starting to get serious? Miguel? Absolutely. Uh, One of the things that I would do, depending on your major, is check in with your college or university and uh, join as many memberships, associations, and societies as exist on your campus. So, for example, we just launched our Innovation Hub. We also have an Entrepreneurship Society. Join it if you're an entrepreneur or if you, in fact, want to be a business owner at some point but are unclear on just exactly what business you want to form. So we've got a finance society, entrepreneur society, uh, MIS society, management society, SHRM society. I mean, we've got all the societies, about eight different ones that meet during the lunch hour, noon to one. So everyone's got to eat. So grab a meal, attend your session, whether live or on Zoom. Live is better because it helps you to promote networking. One of the other benefits of of participating in these associations is that you get a chance to meet presenters that are usually professionals in the field. Wouldn't it be sweet if, in fact, you're a finance major and you get a chance to meet some high-visibility person in finance that can help promote your career? In fact, let's go even further. What if they like you so much that they give you a job offer to be an intern on the spot? In today's market, that happens. Talk about the value of networking. Some people might not have that sales personality and extrovert. They might be more introverted. So their networking to you and I might be a little bit different. So what do you see things that can stand out and separate uh, in terms of someone networking? Besides, I know what I would do, but let's talk about someone that you might see on this campus, right? Or any college campus. First of all, you, you got to get, uh, and by the way, you, for the benefit of all your students, I, I used to be an undergraduate also and broke. So, so you know, don't think that where Michael and I may be today is an unreachable goal for you. Not true. Very reachable. I wish I had me talking to me when I was in my 20s. Ditto. All right. If you knew what you knew today, what would you do differently? Bingo. And I didn't. Fortunately, I was smart enough to, to remain flexible and open to accept feedback, to get coaching, to solicit. I didn't even know what coaching was in my 20s. I mean, what, what, I, mean I knew what sports coaching was because I played sports, three-letter, in, in high school, but I was not business savvy. So, so you got to remove that as a limitation and a barrier to you and be open and susceptible. This is going to be very hard to, for many of you students because you are guarded, you are afraid, you are timid, you're an introvert. It's okay to be who you are. And it's okay to fail. Exactly. And that's probably the biggest mind shift for young people 
is whatever you were taught by your parents, relatives, priests, whatever religious form you follow may not serve you at the moment. So you really have to experiment with putting yourself out, taking some risk, and realizing at the end of it, win or lose, there were lessons to be learned. You accept them, you improve on them, find a coach, you get better, and do it again. And again, and again, and again. Repetition, repetition, repetition. Correct. We talked about LinkedIn. You kind of made some references. And I've seen in the last year, two years, that even when Julia was a freshman, she was linking in with me. Her friends were linking in with me. I'm like, whoa. And then I started looking at their profiles. Some stood out, some didn't stand out. So the value of LinkedIn for a college student, and definitely, obviously, they're going to have one when they graduate because they're posting all these certifications and awards, and it's their really pitch on themselves. But what can you comment on LinkedIn and feedback and advice you can give to a college student? Yeah, the first thing I would do is all of those social media posts should be in alignment with your goals and your visions because every company out there will find you. And so if it doesn't support your end game, update your profiles, update your photos, and make them as professional as you can. The biggest issue I find with college students is that they don't have a professional headshot. They think you know a social headshot is good enough. Nah, it's not good enough. Invest in either a friend, someone who can give you a great discounted price and get professional photos, headshots of yourself, and post those on LinkedIn. So that's the first recommendation I could make that is probably the most affordable to do. The other piece is get some coaching on your resume. Get some coaching on your LinkedIn languaging. So there are certainly certain messages that will help you stand out from the crowd and you become more searchable. So let me explain what I mean by searchable. LinkedIn uses an algorithm as does Facebook, IG, TikTok, anything. Everybody is searchable. So if you're on LinkedIn, you're probably a professional. And if you are, then you need to make sure that your languaging is consistent with the search terms that people are looking for. What's a search term, he says? A search term is something like, hmm, marketing, MIS, cybersecurity, professional development, coaching. Those are all search terms. So you have to make yourself easily found by search terms and the LinkedIn algorithm in order to populate your resume, your LinkedIn profile on industries and organizations that are searching exactly for people like you. Let's talk about the follow-up, right? People, students are getting the job, getting the interview. Follow-up today is a little bit different than follow-up back in our day. I say back in our day, aging ourselves, right? I still believe in the personal touch, the personal letter. Thank you. If you're here seeing it, there's a handwritten note that this person actually knew what a zip code was and how to write it rather than vertical, than horizontal. Let's talk about the personal touch and follow-up because it's a lost art out there. Let's do that. Open up that note. Here it is. Thanks a ton. Miguel. Your wisdom and insights are always a welcome encouragement. Hopefully you found some value in delving into our previously discussed topics. 
It's with sincere gratitude for investing in me that I thank you. May you receive blessings in return. P.S. I appreciate the laughs and conversation. Thanks again, Elijah. Elijah, I'm not going to say his last name, but this was a well-written, short, simple thank you note. To me, when I receive thank you notes like this from my daughter's peers, friends, thanking us for whatever we do for them, it goes a long way. Someone taught them. So you're absolutely correct, Michael. And so Elijah did the right thing. He attended our Business 300 class. This is among the things we teach our students. If you have an interview, you conclude it either with an email, but it's so much more powerful if you spend 52 cents and pen something out and send it. It's so much more, I think, I believe, heartfelt, genuine, authentic, inspired. And that, to me, is what makes a difference among candidates and their ability to succeed and move forward. There's no guarantee that Elijah is going to get whatever he thought he got or whatever he was seeking. In this case, it was a follow-up communication to a conversation that we had, probably about 45 minutes to an hour, about his business. He was a student of mine. He sat in my sales and sales management class. First, third row from the front, corner seat, two years ago. Remember him, because he was different, all right? I talked about be unique, be the unicorn. He was as a student. And that is separating yourself from the rest. It's so easy to send an email and push send, but actually, oh, I got to go buy thank you notes. Got to go buy stamps, right? 30-second elevator pitch, branding yourself you were talking about, being that unicorn. I know my 30-second elevator pitch, but it's more of my last 30 years of sales and leadership experience and what I'm trying to accomplish and and that high energy and the passion that I exude. But what would you give some advice on for 30-second elevator pitches? Be genuine, be authentic, be uh, real, and be perfect, but don't sound canned. Because there's a lot of people teaching pitches. I mean, we teach pitch decks to people who pitch their businesses. That's totally different than meeting someone in an elevator meeting someone in the street, meeting somebody at an event. I'm going to an event tomorrow night, probably with 50 entrepreneurs. So when we share what we do, I share what I do. And that is basically create transformation for most people, businesses, individuals, and or students who want to get from where they are to where they want to get to in the shortest period of time with someone who's got some mastery in a number of areas to help them get there, period. That's the end of that conversation. If they're curious, they'll ask me, hey, can you explain what that means? What does transformation mean for you? Because I'm looking for some of that. And then in the course of conversation, if you've got juice. Oh, I haven't heard that word in a long time. Energy, enthusiasm, people will resonate with you and they'll want to work with you. And you don't have to push. They'll gravitate to you. And I always like to keep, and this is going to probably resonate because we talk about keeping it short and simple and they'll dig further, being, reporting to you, you always talked about the 30,000 elevation, right? Give me, if the book's 10 chapters, give me chapter 10. And if I want more, I will peel it back, correct? Because I think today 
anyone listening to this podcast should know, you don't have to throw up, show up and throw up, correct? Keep it simple. Even, I mean, this could be a whole nother podcast in itself. I just helped someone go through their first resignation and she was going to say, I want to resign because I don't like working home from virtual. I said, no, 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 no. It's, hi, Miguel. I'm giving you my two-week notice today. Officially, April 29th is going to be my last day of employment. I want to thank you for this opportunity. I've learned so much and I grow and I want to leave on good terms because we never know what our bridge might cross. She's like, well, that just sounds too. I go, no, short, simple. If they want to dig, they can dig. I followed up with her today. She said, it went smooth. I said, see? And she said, thank you for practicing with me and role-playing because that's a whole nother podcast in itself. You are so spot on, Michael. I'll give you an example of a person I reconnected with after probably at least 20 years. So it was back then that an employee, a good employee of ours, who worked in the Dallas region, Dallas, Texas, notified their manager that they were going to leave because they wanted to start a family. And um, that regional manager was smart enough to elevate that because that was the culture I created to let me know when those kinds, any kinds of thing like that regarding our uh, employees um, was going to lead to a separation, termination, et cetera. And so we had a conversation. I said, look, um, let me fly, fly to Dallas. I, I want to meet with, with Sarah. And so I met with Sarah. We had a great conversation. And she explained to me that she didn't want to leave. But because she was having a family, she couldn't work full time. So this was my uh, first attempt at pushing something up the, the food chain to see if, because it, it would have been a first, and it was a first when I finally got approval to do it. And that was to take a full-time employee into part-time status, which today occurs with more regularity. But back in the day, it didn't happen that way. You were blazing the trails. Back Absolutely. <laughs> and so I reconnected with Sarah 20 years later, and it was amazing on a Zoom call. It just so happens she was working from home with a company called Deloitte and uh, consulting. And she said, I want you to take a look at the picture that's on the wall behind me. And she said, that's, that's my 21-year-old son that you facilitated me staying with the company at the time to contribute to grow. And I'll tell you, you talk about why I do what I do, it is for moments like that. It's not monetary. It's about the impact you have on the life of someone else. You just mentioned a great story. You help somebody navigate a separation professionally, ethically, morally, with a successful outcome. That person learned something from you. So, Michael, attach a dollar value to that coaching that you provided. Well, it's priceless because the 30 years of leadership, sales and leadership that I've experienced all stems back to the December 1994 hire. Yes, I remember with Michelle Wolf and paychecks uh, that I had the knowledge to work under you in my 20s as a rule breaker and then into my 30s uh, as a leader. And I always asked you, why do you do what you do? Right. And it's not about, and I use this characteristic a lot. Uh, you talk about, well, in sales, I went to conference, I made circle, I made ice. 
when you're a leader, no one gives a shit. It's not, not how many times you made conference or circle as a sales leader. It's your coaching tree. How many people have you developed, right? I mean, we look at your tree. Peers I still talk to. Got in touch with Lee. Got in touch with Tay. They're going to jump on the podcast, give their insight, talk about the challenges of hiring, the challenges of what they're seeing out there in today's world with these the new generation, right? But that all comes from you. And I want to say thank you for everything that you've taught me. Marie always asks about you. And that's why I said Miguel is going to be my first guest because he might not only be the first guest, but he'll probably come on a few times because you have a lot of value and insight. So from me to you, thank you for the last 30 years of my professional life. I'm, I'm surprised you're not going to give me a book as I walk out of here. Well, you did. You gave me a journal. <laughs> so thank you. It is, first of all, my pleasure. And it's the energy, enthusiasm, focus that you bring t- at the moment to what you are intending to do that really sets you as an individual apart from the many, the pretenders, the folks that don't get it, all right? Because you're coming from a position, a heartfelt position. It's not about always winning. It's about always efforting, always attempting, taking feedback, getting smarter, getting better. It's not about staying in failure. And if, if your students and your listeners can take away anything, it should be that there is another day. You can recover. You will recover. And you have to remain aspirational. And equally as important, surround yourself with people that you know, like, trust, and respect that can help you get to where you want to get to. That was the wisdom and experience of a sales leader, executive professional for over, well, 30 years, major companies. And now again, he's the director of business development, College of Business Administration, Cal State San Marcos. He has another meeting to get to. So I'm going to exit stage right, left, walk the campus and find out a little bit about Cal State San Marcos Cougars because We're going to, on the flip side, might be bringing this on the student manager. So thank you, Miguel de Jesus, MDJ, other known as. It's been the hiring manager, Fonger News, out.